0: From St. Louis Public Radio, this is St. Louis on the Air.
1: When a raccoon falls through the ceiling at 3 o'clock in the morning and it's standing on your kitchen counter, he really doesn't want to be there.
2: Do you ever find, though, that a family where you're out there, they're in this moment of crisis, they've got a four and a half foot lizard on their roof, maybe they don't love the camera.
1: That is one of the very first things we probe. If I can't do it, if my team of highly trained, dedicated technicians can't do it, there is nobody else that can do it.
2: I'm Sarah Fenske. When St. Louis households find themselves with an animal intruder, they turn to the Wildlife Command Center. That company is based right here in the city and offers services in six cities from Reno, Nevada to Kansas City. Now the company is getting its close-up in a new reality show, one focused on the Wildlife Command Center and its charismatic founder, Michael Boran. It's called Bare Hands Rescue.
1: The problem with coyotes is they're super unpredictable. Uh-oh.
2: Thank you for calling Wildlife Command Center.
1: My name is Michael Baran, also known as Bear Hands Baran. We rescue people from wild animals, but we also rescue the animals from the situation that they've gotten themselves into. My dad's approach to wildlife management can be considered a little bit more wild. Working barehanded is just easier on the animal. No, no, us. Oh. Working with my son, Chance, working with a lot of dedicated technicians, yeah. it's just really special. We're going to be able to release this guy. He's going to be just perfect. That's why I wake up every morning excited to start a brand new adventure. Whoops. And I wouldn't trade this job anything in the world
2: and that is from bare hands rescue the pilot premieres on animal planet and discovery plus this sunday and joining us today with all the details is the man behind the st louis production company that brings us the show michael D. Francis. welcome
0: hey thank you for having me
2: we're also joined today from a film set in las vegas by michael bare hands baran himself so michael welcome
1: hey hey It's good to be here.
2: So, Michael Baran, before we talk about your new show, tell us a bit about the Wildlife Command Center. Uh, What kind of problems is it that your company helps people with?
1: So, we rescue people from wild animals, and that might be something as simple as a black rat snake in your toilet at 2 o'clock in the morning, or a little bit more complex with a colony of 1,200 big brown bats in your attic.
2: So there's a number of problems you deal with here.
1: Give us a sense. What's the most common that you find yourself dealing with? So in the summertime, and we're talking May until September, it is big brown bats. That is the most Saint common Louis. right there. What's that? That is the most common, those big brown bats. Saint, That's right. Big brown bats.
2: What are some of the more unusual animals you find yourself dealing with?
1: Well, you know... The people can be unusual from time to time. <laughs> the animals are all the same. They're the animals that are all around us every day. It's just that they have been <clears throat> urbanized. And so now they live in an urban environment. They act like urban wild animals and not like wild, wild animals.
2: Hmm. So they're in situations they want to get out of just as much as people want
1: to get them out of them. Usually they do. When a raccoon falls through the ceiling at 3 o'clock in the morning it's standing on your kitchen counter, he really doesn't want to be there.
2: (laughs) I think that's fair to say. So, Michael D. Francis, I mean, you've been observing the Wildlife Command Center in action. When he talks about that raccoon falling down from the ceiling at 3 in the morning, these guys are there. Were you there for that, too?
0: Uh, I have actually been in an attic with Michael getting a raccoon out and been able to see that up close and personal. And uh, meet Mr. Ratcoon himself. So,
2: what makes this company so good at what they do? Now that you've seen them in action,
0: what makes them so good is what and what they do is that their motto is they catch anything, and I have seen that to be true time and time again. That whatever the issue is, oh, bare hands, Barran can catch it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Michael, Michael Barran, is there anywhere where you draw the line? Some animal where you'd say, you know what, we're gonna have to call in someone else.
1: Absolutely not. Like, because if I can't do it, if Wildlife Command Center can't do it, if my team of highly trained, dedicated technicians can't do it, there is nobody else that can do it. I mean, literally and figuratively.
2: So you, not only do you do it, but you do this barehanded. You have a quote, gloves get in the way, gloves will get you hurt. That just seems antithetical to what an outsider might think.
1: Yeah, because, you know, when you put gloves on, two things happen. One, you have a false sense of security, and you're not as hyped up and aware as you are when you're barehanded. And two, gloves are bulky, and they they retard your strength.
0: Hmm.
1: So when you put gloves on, you cannot feel things, and also you lose a percentage of your strength in your hand. And when you're dealing with a bobcat, or a raccoon, you need the amount of strength you need to handle the job.
2: So you have acknowledged, um, you know, you're going in barehanded. You have gotten bitten. Um, Have you ever been seriously injured?
1: Well, define seriously.
2: Well, you I got all my fingers. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's good. Has there ever been a point where... I've got all my
1: fingers and I've never had a tendon severed.
2: Have you ever gotten to a point where you were honestly a little bit scared?
1: I'm not going to admit to that.
2: <laughs> Michael Francis, I mean, you've watched these guys in action. Did you see anything where you were you were kind of worried, like, this could go south?
0: Well, good entertainment always gives you a little bit of that. It's uh, part of the excitement, the drama of how this is going to end. And uh, will he make it out unscathed? I could tell you that his theory about he knows how to grab or touch or handle any animal without getting bit. Uh, It's always funny when he tells you that and he goes in and he always gets the animal. and The animal is always in good shape. And then you see him come out and his hands will be bleeding. It's like, oh, I thought you didn't get bit. And then, you know, he kind of looks at me and, shut up.
2: So to get him to acknowledge that he, he gets bit, this is this is not usually what he leads with here, Michael
0: Francis. No, no, no. He is uh, bare hands, and that's his name for a reason.
2: So, Michael Barran, uh, you have these animals, and Michael Francis was just saying, the animals come out of this, they're unharmed. What happens to these animals after you're wrangling them, you're getting them off that kitchen table at 3 in the morning?
1: Well, firstly, I have to state this as a disclaimer. We follow all of the state laws so we always try to find a better situation for the animals and and we take precautions for instance did you know that there are protocols and there are uh, treatments available in place to prevent us humans from giving the big brown bat covid19 really
2: that's something that that comes down from the authorities
1: we have to follow protocols that have been put in place by the state and by the feds. The feds pass it down to the state. The states pass it down to us. We have to follow certain protocols like, we ha- like staying six feet away from the, the colony, uh, wearing masks and PPE, and more than we have to with each other.
2: Hmm. That's interesting. So, Michael Francis, you're filming this in the time of COVID. Was that a complication that here they're trying not to give germs to the bats?
0: Well, in in production, in the companies that do production, there's a lot of uh, COVID protocol sure. that everyone is having needing to uh, abide by, and COVID is changing how things are done in a lot of sectors and in a lot of areas. So uh, with the production company that shot it and did the actual production part of it, all precautions were taken. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, the production, we let the professionals deal with the animals Mm -hmm. and we capture what they're doing to create or to be able to show the world these interesting moments.
2: So, Michael Baran, you said that you're finding places for these animals. It's not like they're, they're being exterminated or anything like that. Have you ever ended up adopting any of these animals that you've removed?
1: So we have. However, it's very, very seldom, and it's got to be a very, very unique situation. For instance, one time a person down in Barnhart, Missouri, called us and said, hey, there's a lizard on my, on my roof. We were expecting, you know, one of those little green lizards or one of those brown skinks. We show up, and there's a a four-and-a-half-foot male green iguana on his roof sunning himself. And so that's not a native species. Yeah. And we ended up capturing it, and we keep it. His name's Mr. Snuggles. He's not very snuggly, by the way.
2: No, Um, he doesn't sound snuggly. But you've kept it, meaning he's now your office pet?
1: And we have a couple of other animals that are invasive species that, or they came through the pet trade and you can't release those things. Missouri has a very strict law about releasing non-native invasive species animals back into the wild. Mm -hmm. So there are certain animals that we capture that absolutely cannot be released back into the wild because of state law.
2: And so in that case, you're going to find an appropriate home. You're not going to just leave them in, in the forest somewhere.
1: Oh, no. Well, that would be cruel, mm-hmm. and we try to be very ethical in all of our dealings.
2: So, Michael Varan, in addition to this company that you're running where you know, you're dealing with a, a four-and-a-half-foot lizard in Barnhart, you've been doing a lot of work in Hollywood. That's been happening for years now. When did that begin for you?
1: Uh, it really began down in Shreveport, Louisiana, back around 2007, 2008, when Hollywood came to Louisiana, tax incentives, those sort of things. Missouri should get on board with that and get their own tax incentives, but that's a different story. Um, We got involved because Hollywood came to to Louisiana and they were just filming all types of productions. At the time, I was a master falconer, I was training birds of prey, and a couple of productions reached out to me for the birds to have the birds in the, in the films. And, you know, I'm just a hustler and a go-getter and I get on a film set and if there's something that needs to be done and they'll let me do it, I'll do it. Yeah. Pick up trash, move sandbags, adjust lighting, whatever. And that's kind of how it started. One thing led to another. And then in 2018, 2019, I decided that, hey, maybe I should take acting classes. Maybe that's a good idea. I did... And all kinds of opportunities presented themselves then.
2: Yeah, I mean, you've had any number, your stunt work, all sorts of things that you've done for various Hollywood productions. When did you realize, you know what, this company, this Wildlife Command Center, this should actually be its own show?
1: Actually, you know, Michael Francis of Michael Francis Presents realized that before I did he i i was at one of his seminars because he's really good about the film community in st louis putting on classes to teach people how to produce better lighting or get better sound qualities or adjust your aperture on your camera or whatever and i was attending some of those classes because i wanted to be better for my youtube channel which Mm -hmm. i'm very passionate about my youtube channel and I was asking him questions about things and ways to film and content for my YouTube channel. And by the end of the conversation, he was like, "Yeah, maybe this YouTube channel is something, but you mind if I ride with you one day?
2: And, and Michael then I'll Francis,
1: let him
0: tell the rest of that story.
2: Yeah, Michael Francis. So you offered to come ride with them. Did you have any idea what you were getting into?
0: Well, he was telling me some of the stuff that He does. And if you just listen to it, it it sounds unreal. It doesn't sound like it's something that's real and in the entertainment business and being around that space, you think uh, actors act, right? Uh, So I asked him, can I do a ride along? And he was like, sure. He took me out. I spent the day in his truck going around with him, uh, answering calls and taking care of issues. And when I tell you he's the real deal, he's the real deal. And I was, he want, like he said, he wanted to do uh, YouTube. After I rode around, I was like, I don't want to do any YouTube videos. They're like, we have a TV show here. And that's where it started.
2: And so a lot of people say they want to do a TV show. Being able to get one on Animal Planet is a totally different thing. I mean, how hard was it to take this from this germ of an idea to getting to the point that we're at now where this is about to premiere?
0: Well... Uh, Getting anything on TV is extremely hard, and there are a lot of moving pieces, a lot of different people, and a lot of companies that uh, are involved to make it happen. Uh, What I do is I have a development and packaging company where I find interesting people doing interesting things and turn those ideas into something that is sellable to move forward. Then you have to find uh, the right partners in this particular situation, our right partner was uh, Critical Content and Animal Planet. And we are very lucky to be able to be premiering this pilot Sunday.
2: So, um, yeah, this pilot, this is Bare Hands Rescue, and we're talking today to Michael D. Francis of Michael D. Francis Presents. Um, We're also talking to Michael Baran. He's the star of Bare Hands Rescue. Uh, He's the founder of the Wildlife Command Center here in St. Louis. You can get a sneak peek at this pilot um, this Sunday. That's August 22nd. There's a party here in the public media commons at 6 p.m. We have all the information about that on our website, stlpr.org. So, Michael Baran, you get deep into into this thing, Um, was it weird having the cameras rolling, not just YouTube cameras rolling, but real cameras rolling as you're out there doing your work?
1: No, that part's not weird at all. I mean, I love the camera. (laughs) Camera likes me too.
2: Do you ever find though that a family where you're out there, they're in this moment of crisis, they've got a four and a half foot lizard on their roof, maybe they don't love the camera.
1: Uh, so, certainly, we do take very good care of our customers. And that is one of the very first things we probe is to see it, you know, if they're willing. And certainly, most people are not. And if they just give us any hint that, that that's not their thing, then we just move on. You know, we take care of that customer, but we send other technicians out there to take care of the situation. And I'll tell you, my technicians try to emulate me as closely as possible, especially when it comes to good service. However, a lot of my technicians draw the line at bare hands.
2: And so were they people who are not shown in in the footage that's captured so far, you're more focusing on the bare hand side of things?
1: No, it wasn't really that. It was that, um, you know, as we move through the process of where do we film, we've got nine locations, you know, they the uh, Critical Content really loved Reno, and they loved Sacramento, and so the technicians that we had there just happened to be really good matches and good personalities, and and that's what really happened. You know, I got 24 people on the team, and every one of them are a unique character in themselves and certainly worthy to to tell their story on TV.
2: And, Michael, uh, Francis, is that part of this then, that like any good reality TV show, we get to know these wildlife removal experts. They're kind of bringing some personality to their work.
0: Yes, and they have plenty of personality. You know, everything's centered around bare hands, but his crew are... uh, I man he he would say that they're not crazy but from uh from the standpoint of most of us normal mere human people uh the things that they are doing and having fun doing it uh, seems a little seems a little crazy you 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 have to be a special person to be able to go and stare coyotes in the face and do the things that they have to do in these situations and all of them are great at what they do and the people that you will see in the show are entertaining in themselves. Hmm.
2: And Michael Varan, that includes your son. He's there in the business with you. Is there some father-son tension that's now being exploited for reality TV
1: drama? Luckily, no. <laughs> like we thought that that might happen, but um, it there there is none. You know, Chance is his own unique individual. Uh, but he's been doing this since he was fourteen years old. I can remember my wife Bonnie having to drive him around from one skunk account to the next skunk account, and and you know because he's only 14 and not old enough to drive.
2: Man, so you started him early in this business. This is now all paying off. Uh, reality TV stardom awaits
1: i tell you what, he's a good child, he's a good young man, and uh, I, I am really proud of who he's become.
2: So, Michael Brand, one last thing I wanted to talk to you about here in our final minutes. You moved your headquarters to St. Louis in 2014. That's a year after you founded the company. What made St. Louis an appealing place to use as your HQ?
1: So me and my wife, we jumped in the car and we went looking. We went driving to the cities, Jacksonville, Florida, Houston, Texas, we went to uh, Nashville, we went to Baltimore, we went to Boston, we went everywhere and we came through St. Louis and my wife was enamored with the limestone outcroppings everywhere. And she was like, hey, let's check out St. Louis. And I was like, okay, well, let me see the demographics. Anyway, long story short, Bonnie fell in love with the the area, I fell in love with the area, great airport, major intersections, good interstates, three major rivers, the Missouri, the Merrimack, and the Mississippi, and everything just lined up for us. And so well that we moved up here in August 2014, we turned the internet on on August the 15th of 2014, and we have been nonstop growth ever since that next day
0: you left out the uh the the probably the biggest part of why you love St. Louis so much and that was the bats the bats <laughs> oh i thought we were going to say michael francis <laughs>
2: <laughs> you knew we needed your services here for the bats michael francis you're here and you're looking for things that could make good reality tv do you feel like there's a bunch of michael Barans out there in St. Louis and you just need to connect with them
0: i do i feel that St. Louis and uh The Midwest region in general is full of talent and we need to get that talent exposed and get it out there. See, the production companies and the networks love telling stories about uh, people in the Midwest, uh, Midwest stories and making content for people in the Midwest. But they don't really necessarily like coming to the Midwest. So I'm here in the Midwest finding our stories, uh, trying to help our stories be told by us in the ways that they need to be told And I am constantly looking for uh, interesting businesses, people doing interesting things that we might be able to get on TV. But just to know it is a long road and everything doesn't make it. You get a lot of no's. So uh, nothing's guaranteed, but I'm out here trying to make it happen for our Midwest people.
2: Well, we appreciate that. And this is one where this is happening. So this is Bare Hands Rescue. We've got information about that watch party. Again, that's Sunday, August 22nd, happening here, right here in Grand Center. Uh, If you go to our website, stlpr.org, we have all the information about that. Um, In the future, when can people catch this? Uh, Michael Baran, this is coming on uh, Animal Planet as well?
0: Yes. uh, Yes, so uh, go go ahead. See how well we work together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, it, it'll be coming on Animal Planet. They'll uh, be able to watch it at 9 p.m. Central Time. It'll be able to premiere on Animal Planet. And then, of course, it probably will be rerunning, so they'll be able to see it in a week. But we want everybody to watch it the first night and then uh, on Discovery+. Plus. They download Discovery+, Plus, and they'll be able to watch it there as well.
2: All right, and you're looking for future episodes coming down the road?
0: Well, uh, we want many people to watch it as possible, because then that will help... Uh, Animal Planet make the determination of if Bare Hands Baran should live on.
2: Well, there, there you heard it. It's all in your hands, St. Louis. Uh, Michael D. Francis of Michael D. Francis Presents, thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Oh, thank you for having me.
2: And Michael Baran, thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you. And your listeners, I get to meet a lot of people. I want to meet the people that are listening to this program. So come out to the watch party Sunday the 22nd and meet me personally.
2: St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here.